Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, actually, I should have introduced him as Clint Newton OAM. He's been the recipient of the Medal of Order of Australia for service to rugby league. Obviously, there's a lot going on with the Rugby League Players Association as well. It's great to have him on the line. First of all, Clint, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Um, yeah, good to be here. Yeah. Um, when did you get note of the fact that you're going to be the recipient of the OAM? Oh, not very long ago, actually. Um, yeah, so only probably a week or so ago. It was a bit of a surprise because, um, you know, you, you don't really think that when you love what you do and you're passionate about just running the league and people that, you know, result in something like this. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a great achievement, really, for my family and everyone that's really helped me. I, I, I can't take um, much credit for any of my achievements or success, I think it's just more of a reflection of the people that have helped me on the way and my family. Uh, Clint, did you, what was the reaction when you, um, I guess you, I assume you open up a letter and there's something there. Can you talk us through it and the reaction and what you, are you able to tell your family straight away or have you mm. got, to, got to wait? Uh, well, in today's uh, modern world of technology, it's an email. Uh, so <laughs> no, no letter um, these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't I hadn't been able to tell anyone, um, just except my wife. Uh, I haven't told mum yet. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, maybe she'll wake up this morning and hopefully she's got a smile on her face. Oh, wow. Ah. Okay. So the other thing about it too, and I, I just looked up quickly because I, I thought it might have been the case, and, of course, um, sad loss for your family last year with your legendary father, Jack Newton, but he was Jack Newton OAM as well. So that oh, must have been lovely. giving you... Um, cause to to pause and think about that, Clint. Yeah, it did. Uh, to be honest, Jimmy, it's been a pretty, pretty tough year for the family. Um, but uh, this is one of those things that I think is part of his legacy, um, more than mine. Uh, that both my mum and him have got by him. Um, so um, it made it a factory of family. Hey, we might get you – we're going to give you a call back because we're getting a really scratchy line on that one, Clint. So um, we'll just we'll just get a, a reestablish that. Interesting um, what he was saying about getting an email. If I got that email, I'd 100% think that was a spam email. <laughs> spam, yeah. Yeah, I'd go, okay, delete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so – it, it and, and the fact that he hasn't told his mum yet I yeah. thought was, was interesting as well. Uh, so we're just waiting for uh, – Clint to get back to us. Happy Australia Day, guys. Australia Day for me has been the Sydney streets being closed down from 7 to 10 a.m. to hold an international wheelchair race. How good is that for inclusion? I love Australia. Now, that's Andrew from Manly Weather. So Andrew's wife, forget it. I think it's Liz. Forgive me if I got it wrong, Andrew. Sorry. I remember you telling me about yeah. Andrew. Yeah. She's she's only been to I think it's eight Olympics. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Did, oh, 
Yeah, you fit her eight Olympics into your life. Well, she did. Wow, amazing. Uh, eight, eight and counting, wow. I think, because uh, just around the corner with London. Uh, Andrew, not London, very Los accomplished um, in his, his own right too, you were telling me. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, sorry, we've got Clint Newton back on the line. Clint. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that's much clearer. Much better, much better. So, mate, yeah, the, we just missed that bit about um, when I asked you about your father, Jack, and, and his OAM and your chance to reflect upon that. Yeah, it's been a pretty bloody difficult year, to be honest, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know whether I've still unpacked everything when you um, when, when you lose a best friend and a father, um, but I think it's more a reflection of him to be honest, and his legacy. Um, less about me, more about him, but also more about my mum as well, uh, just particularly given yes. she's uh, been awarded an LAM as well. Um, oh. So oh, made it a trifecta. Wow. wow. Um, that, not today, but um, obviously yeah. a couple of years ago. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah it's, it's special for the family. As I said, it's, it's less about me and more about all the people that have, have helped along the way and seen something in me that I suppose that, Maybe I didn't even see um, throughout the last uh, last forty odd years. And how will you spend the day? Uh, I'll just be with the family. I, I think today's a um, a challenging day. I, I think you know, whilst this is a, a good um, you know a great milestone for me and my family, I you can't underestimate uh, the impact that today has for um, our First Nations people. So for me, it's not. Um, it's not really about celebrating today. It's it's more about um, having understanding and acknowledging uh, our First Nations people and and recognising the fact that um, today's uh, tough for them and uh, they've got my empathic support around um, what today brings back uh, for a lot of our Aboriginal and Indigenous people in the community. We're going to speak to Indigenous All-Stars coach Ronnie Griffiths, um, who, again, was, you know, very careful about coming on the program. And I said, well, we we just want to know what, you know, what today means for you. So we're looking forward to that. Clint, you make a very good point on that. Righto, mate, CBA, where are we? What's happening? I read yesterday that you just want to get into a room with Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandis and, and get things to a degree started. Where are we at with this, mate, in terms of time spent in negotiation? Oh, yeah, Jimmy. I think players have been pretty vocal uh, the last um, the last few weeks. Well, for the last probably several months, you know, given we activated negotiations in the November of 2021, um, so this hasn't this hasn't just crept up on us. This no. has been going for quite some time. Um, but yeah, in my, um, I'm pretty old fashioned in that way, um, where I just re- I reckon people throw us in a room and we rip into it and we get an outcome that. Um, not just great for the game, but great for the future of the game and the current playing group. Because what a CBA brings uh, the players is um, safety and certainty about their terms and conditions and uh, and how they're going to be protected and looked after. But also it demonstrates um, that critical level of uh, of respect too. Um, because what it does is it reflects their contribution and uh, and what they provide the game and uh, and the risk they take. But I think that you know look. Do I want to be where we are? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's great for the game. I don't think it's great for anyone. We've got a responsibility to reach agreement um, sooner rather than later. However, we've always been really clear that we're, we're not going to do a substandard deal. And, and the deal isn't um, isn't a, now about money in players' back pockets. It's about the support and the services we can provide them as well as their 
their terms and conditions on, you know, fundamental employment rights. Why can't you get in a room with the NRL? Are they, is it sort of being held up on their end? Are they not willing to do that? Oh, look, I, I think that there's been a whole range of different reasons why um, that hasn't happened. Uh, but I think really all I can think about is now less about why are we here and more about how do we get it done. And in my view, that's, that's going to give us the best chance. I certainly think that um, prioritising the NRLW, particularly at the beginning of uh, next week, is going to be critical given the state of the state of the game for them. Mm. Uh, the men obviously are in a... Um, uh, a difficult position as well given the fact that there's you know with the the cba's been rolled forward but the women uh they, they need some certainty and they need a clear direction moving forward and and that's what i'm hoping to achieve next week i spoke to keely davis early in in the week and she really explained really clearly um the difficulty around their contracts but are you worried that maybe women will be lost mm. if this drags on too much longer because, of course, they have to relocate. If They don't know what club they're playing at. If interstate players have to relocate, realistically, you can't tell a job at this late that you're going to relocate or be away for three months or whatever. Are you worried that we're going to lose some of those players? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the driving factors around why we're pressing so hard in this space. Uh, the women... It's it's very unique to them. There's lots of nuance that exists between both the male and female players. But the critical part for the women is that um, the the certainty and security that they need for their future. So uh, we're looking for 12 month contracts. You know, 12 months medical cover, agreement rights over their uh, pregnancy and parental policies. You know, just really fundamental things that most workers um, have on a day to day in their day to day life. But they are in a really difficult position because, as you've said, that if they don't have certainty or they don't have the ability to sign multi-year deals, it becomes uh, pretty damn difficult to, to organise your life around, particularly when you, when you need to earn a second income. Uh, rugby league for the women isn't going to pay all the bills, um, particularly if, yep. you're, um, if you're looking after children or you're, a, uh, or you're looking after other people in your family. So it's important that we give them that certainty. We give them the opportunity to um, earn a wage uh, outside of rugby league. And uh, and that's, I mean, let alone the fact that this will be the most dominant domestic code in this country uh, in a very, very short, short space of time, if it's not already. You know, so we've got a great opportunity to really set the game up for the future. And that's what a CBA brings. All the women and men are looking for is to ensure we secure the best CBA for our players. And why wouldn't we want to point to that and say, when you play rugby league, no matter whether you're a male or female, uh, when you're growing up, you will be looked after, you will be protected, and you will be supported uh, by the best terms and conditions. Yep, I think that's important. We were talking about that yesterday on this program. Strike action has been talked about, Clint, right now, as it stands. What's in your mind? the percentage chance, the proportionality around strike action happening. In my mind, Clint, this is a really, really challenging one. I understand the threat of strike action. Uh, strike action. I think it's bad for all parties. Yeah, Jimmy, it is. Mm. It is bad, bad for all parties. Uh, I think that what you've seen over the last you know, couple of weeks is players demonstrating uh, both by their actions and, and verbally that um, they're disappointed that people aren't listening mm. um, and people aren't listening that have the ability to um, to close this out and reach a resolution. So, again, 
uh, what I'm focusing on right now is how do we actually move forward? How do we actually make progress? Because I think you can develop a whole lot of momentum once you actually reach agreement on a few things. Right now, there's very little things we've reached agreement on because we actually haven't ripped into it. Uh, We need to actually get stuck in, throw it against the wall and say, right, you know, what are we prepared to work through and what are we prepared to trade off? We haven't really done that at all. Um, it's been a, uh, I've been a part of, you know, a CBA since 2003, since we developed the first one. Mm. Um, and this has been a, a very difficult and um, unique, uh, probably sums it up, uh, <laughs> CBA negotiations. But uh, I think that, again, strike action, players don't want to, you know, damage the game. Mm. Jimmy, you played the game. Mm. I mean, you, you start the game because you love the game and you, and you continue playing it because what it brings you or your family or those close to you. Uh, so you recognise that. But I don't think um, that should be taken as weakness just because you love the game. And I think there's that there's an element of that that players wouldn't do anything because of that, that love for the game. But they're in a position now where it's this is this is necessary and it matters to them. And they recognise uh, that the importance of a CBA, and I couldn't be prouder of the playing group, Jimmy, to be honest. It's pretty, it's pretty daunting when you stick your head up and you start talking about terms and conditions and, and your rights when historically people have had a pretty significant bias you know, towards players just you know, getting on the field and playing. Not everyone, but a few people. And I think that we're trying to, we're trying to flip the narrative there and say this is not just about money in people's back pockets. We understand players are well remunerated, but it is a high-risk industry um, and there's lots of challenges that come with it. But this is now about making sure that for the first time in the game's history, we're investing in funds that will help people at all levels when they play NRL. Mm. Um, And I think you 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 would understand that, that many of the players that we played with uh, and still walk around with today, they they do do it tough, particularly physically, and that's what we're trying to look after. Mm. Uh, Clint, just on that, Jimmy and I were talking about that yesterday, and one of the things um, I understand, and please correct me if I'm I'm wrong or ignorant on this, is that you're asking for a fund um, for post-retirement um, for the players to be able to access for, um, you know, those niggles and, well, and quite serious injuries too that they also get after the game and that you want to control over those funds is a way to do that. Um, and we keep hearing this rhetoric that it's not about money. If it is a way to do that, that so that you have con- total control over the fund, the players say pay 5% of their salary or, or whatever percentage to something that you manage. And then you've got total control over that post their retirement. Is that a way that could be done? Yeah, it's a really good point. I think where where you've got to, uh, in our industry, when players are really front and centre and the stars of the show, what what we do is we work out of all the revenue that comes in, excluding a lot of things, excluding contra revenue from broadcasters and, and non-broadcast uh, sponsors, government grants for various community initiatives. There's lots of things that are excluded from that revenue. Mm. But really it comes down to the player's share of revenue that they help generate. So it's it's very different to other industries that really players play and promote the game. They generate the revenue with their clubs and their states. And then from there, you, you receive your percentage share of the revenue that comes in because you're irreplaceable or you're fundamental to, um, to that revenue being generated. 
then from there, then players allocate funds to all these areas. So players pay for their own wellbeing education program. Players pay for their injury hardship. Players pay for uh, funding the RLPA, their rep payments, all of those things. It doesn't come from the NRL because effectively it's not their money. It's, it's generated via clubs, players and states. And NRL obviously play a role in generating that as well. But then from that, players are responsible in allocating funds to those critical areas outside of just saying, you know what we'll do? Forget all those areas that are going to help everyone from bottom, bottom up or players um, of yesteryear and those that have dug the well. We're just going to dump it all in salaries. But that's not what they do. And, and that's why player associations are one of the reasons are critical to the game's success mm-hmm. and its progress is because they make those responsible decisions to allocate funds to those areas. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Clint, we've got to go. Um, but we could talk to you all day. Yeah, Clint, yeah. It's, it, well, it helps with our education around it too. So, um, yeah. and, and that's, well, that's one of the reasons we got you on. The other reason is, of course, because you're the recipient of the OOM. Congratulations on that. I know it's going to be a special day for the family. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate the opportunity. And, yeah, I just, again, um, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult day for many people. Obviously, it's a day that um, people can do what they want with and, uh, and celebrate it if they choose. But all for, for, for myself and everyone at the RLPA, um, all are, I think if we start from a place of understanding what this day means for some people, um, I think that's a really good place to start. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Clint. Clint Newton here, the RLPA CEO. Break and back with more. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.